This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs. My name is Gareth Armstrong. We were just talking to the co-founder of iDrop Water, a social entrepreneurial venture that is very interesting. It was a great conversation. He shared some insights into his journey um, where he co-founded with his wife. That's uh, always interesting and can, can be a challenge. And They seem to be making it, making it work. Go listen to that podcast to find out how and why. A great, great uh, venture there. We're moving the conversation along a little bit away from entrepreneurship and I think we're going to focus a little bit more on learning and development. I was fortunate to be at Alexander Forbes the other day and uh, privy to a, uh, a, a discussion, a conversation, a presentation where they were launching a, a program called Empower. Now, we're not here so much here to talk about Empower, but we're here to talk about what is empowering Empower. Um, and that was a few years ago. I, I think it was a few years ago. I was... Um, watching a pitch for a business, and the business was coming out of one of the big, big universities over in the states, and it was called Degreed. And I looked at it and I thought, wow, this is really, really interesting uh, and fascinating. In fact, and I dug into it a little bit. Then suddenly, a few years later, and you know, I, f- I forgot because you know we see a lot of these pictures. I forgot about it. And then a few years later, Alexander Ford pops up and you're using it as a, a fundamental building block for the future of L&D. Um, Jessica Ryan, welcome to the studio. Let's take two minutes, a quick breath. <laughs> and then we'll get into it. Uh, let's take a breath by having you introduce yourself, please, Jessica. Sure. Thank you. So I'm Jessica Matason. Um I am head of client success for Alexander Forbes in Power. Um, but my job really is just to um, encontrate uh, and, and raise awareness and around education and adoption and communication around uh, changing learning landscape in our organization and obviously eventually to our clients um, and just to really build and transform culture of learning. Well, Jessica, it's good to, ha- good to mm-hmm. have you. We're, we're very interested in figuring out exactly what you just said, what it translates into, what it sure. really means within the context of learning and development. Yeah. And then, Ryan, you're heading up this, the Empower program. Welcome to the studio. Thanks, Gareth. Um, yeah, it's Ryan Knapp. Um, I do. I really have a fortunate opportunity to, to be given to, to head up a new business within Alexander Forbes. And I think the premise around it is, is how do we engage with our customers um, to really add meaningful outcomes mm. and empowering them to take control of, of their destinies, their futures, by developing skills and human capital. The, uh, so this idea of, of talent management, human capital, de- uh, capital development, learning and development, I mean, there's lots and lots and lots that is going on at the moment. We're highlighting a, uh, I certainly would like us to go to where we're highlighting this idea of, of digital, uh, kind of on-demand learning, which is a little bit different to the, the idea of just in-time learning, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the idea that you can consume and you can lo- learn on your, at your own pace and be recognized. But, uh, is, let's talk about the origins of, uh, the, or the exploration of Degreed as a platform. Uh, because uh, I mean, it really is fascinating. Who wants to give background on what Degreed actually is, Jessica? So Degreed is essentially a platform, and it's it's most certainly not described as a learning management system. Mm. Um, traditional learning management systems focus very much on the management side of things, whereas this platform is really focused on learning. Um, and and the real key to it is that it's built around the user experience. Um, 
So it takes the best of, of what we experience on all of our social media platforms, you know, your feeds, your groups, that kind of stuff. Um, and it's built into this uh, platform that allows you to have the best of that, um, but through the lens of learning. Um, so that's really the, the, the basis of the platform. Um, and, and as you were saying, it, it brings the experience to the user. So just in time or on demand, um, sometimes described as the Netflix for learning. Mm. So it's got some, some fantastic sort of machine learning and algorithms in the background just, just helps build that daily habit of learning. Um, which I think everybody is actually really doing. We're, yeah, we're doing it we're, anyway. We're doing we? it, but we're just not recording it. And so it, it becomes difficult then to demonstrate to somebody that you have that daily habit and and what is it that you're really learning on a daily basis what are your topics of interest what are the skills that you're developing and here we're talking more than just a MOOC it's more than just which um, is a massive, a massive open online courseware yes, such yes, as just, sorry just for those who, who may not know <laughs> absolutely so you know the likes of a Udemy or Coursera mm. um, it, it goes beyond the traditional learning such as universities and that kind of stuff um, and brings in aspects such as your more informal self-directed learning Things like webinars, podcasts mm. like mm. you do here, um, books you might have read, articles, you know, that you, you're coming across on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Um, and for the first time, we're able to actually put that in one place and you can showcase, I, I sort of borrowed a term, um, you're sort of 100% human at work. Mm. So for the first time, we're actually really able to see an individual in their holistic form, not just Contextual to their job. I mean, that's a fascinating opportunity, isn't it, Ryan? The the ability to be able to tap into people's unique interests and uh, and really engage them fully at work. Uh, the I was looking at some research earlier, which said that, um, and it was just this this pie chart of of opinion um, based on on a little bit of study that was done with some L and D offices around um, some large organisations, and they they their truest opinion was that fifty four percent of the time their their work doesn't actually leave any kind of lasting imprint. There's no real takeaway in this particular instance. We're talking we're not talking about imposing anything. We're talking about identifying and then utilizing yeah so so i agree i think a lot of where the learning and development industry is gone it's been very backward looking Mm. saying these are the things that have served us well in the past so therefore we continue to develop them but you know if you cast your mind back and and i happen to be a school teacher at one point in time okay the best the best time of learning was when you learned in a social engaging way with people Mm. whether it be people that you associate with, whether it be teachers, who, whoever it is, that's the change in nature of learning. People want to be social. People want to engage with people. Um, they want to learn from people, with people, and that's what the platform brings you. I'm going to, I have to challenge you here, though, but we're talking about a digital platform, and, and everything that we read about digital is kind of isolating people. What are you, what are you describing here? So I'm describing an open, an open source platform that allows you to connect with every individual within your organization, connect outside of your organization, follow, recommend, engage with people around aspects of learning. Every time you engage with a bit of course, an article, a video, sharing your thoughts, letting people share their thoughts with you mm-hmm. and learning from those people. Follow mentors in your organization. Follow mentors outside of your organization. This really challenges our view of what um – uh, social is anyway doesn't it uh, it's it's taking us and saying 
you can be social in uh, in-person kind of environment like we are here yeah. but actually social social is changing and i mean social media really mm-hmm. is the future i mean Correct. Darn it, those kids are right. <laughs> um, so maybe let's just step away very quickly. Mm. Ryan, what's your background? You said teacher, so I have massive respect for you. Um, you probably weren't paid enough, which is maybe why you left, which is unfortunate because I, I, school teachers are inspirational and can really change people's lives. You're doing that in a different way. Just tell us your background, please. Yeah, so I always had a, a vision and, and, and a belief to, to go into teaching. I think it was centered around simply just engaging with people mm. and, and enjoying interacting with people and enjoying, you know, helping develop people. Um, unfortunately, my, my, my stint as being a teacher was short-lived. I think I was maybe a little bit too commercially minded mm. to, to have stayed in that industry. Um, but Alexander Forbes afforded me a massive opportunity to continue to grow in other areas. But I must say one of the, the best things I learned as a teacher and that is helping me where I am now at the moment the best thing about learning and developing is connecting with the individual, mm. understanding the individual, whether it be in a classroom or whether it be digitally. Being in a classroom or digitally is not going to solve the learning development problem. It's about how you connect with that individual and understanding that learner. Mm. Now, it's such an important uh, point because you do get those teachers, teachers, and I'm going to put them in inverted commas, that stand up and deliver. But that's not really teaching. If you look at the, the rise of something like Khan Academy, Khan Academy is all about exactly as you say, connect with the person when you're in a teaching moment or environment and let them do all the theory behind the scenes. Mm. I think that's kind of what I'm hearing you say here as well. Uh, then have you been recognized and put into this role uh, as a result of formalized learning? Uh, so let's explore. Have you used <laughs> degree to maneuver in here? Have they recognized that, uh, that part of you? Or did, or did they have to say, okay, we have to use the old form of measurement uh, because he's got a, a master's degree or whatever the case is? Uh, how did you get into this position? I think it was opportune, actually, mm. um, having been with the organization for about 18 years, very focused on, on running investment businesses and advisory businesses. I think I was in a point looking for something different. I've also been very passionate about, on the one hand, in financial services, we spend a lot of our time designing solutions mm. for clients. I want to be on the side of creating the demand for those solutions by truly in connecting with individuals and helping to improve not only their financial well-being at the end, but actually their capability. Mm. So uh, there were some stats you dropped on the evening. They were really nice stats. Brag a little bit. Uh, The the increase in in learning, the the ability to measure, I mean, it almost feels like it's on an exponential scale. Just share a little bit with us. Jessica, you you do some bragging. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, in our organization – we we launched uh, degreed into into the organization and it was just absolutely phenomenal to see the the uptake um be honest we we're, we're not a a company that's traditionally comfortable with new technology mm. I, I think in general i think people just sometimes struggle um but i think the fact that it wasn't a, a traditional lms and allowed people to just be themselves mm. um really is what drove the engagement we started off with uh, so we an organization of about 3 and a half thousand employees and within the first month we had about one and a half thousand already registered and about six or seven hundred of those as active um, users 
roll down six months down the line and we've got about 70% of our organization registered on the platform, um, which is just incredible. And uh, we're talking about an average login every day of about five times a day. Five times a day. Uh, And the the length of time? Um, So the length of time, it it varies across um, the different areas. Well, I mean, the the collated, the the large total that we were talking about, hours? Difficult to tell. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's it is a bit difficult. I don't know, Ryan. If you if you yeah, so maybe maybe to to sum it up is over that period of time, we track the t- the amount of learning happening in the mm. organisation. Yeah. And that's currently in excess of seventy five thousand hours. Seventy five thousand hours worth of learning within our organisation within six months. Now now let's just let's contextualise this. And so we understand I mean, technically what we're saying is your employee can go onto Facebook, <laughs> yes. look at an article, and that is considered learning, which it really is. Yes. It's, it's an assimilation of information that can be used. I don't know how you might limit it. We must explore that a little bit. Okay. But we're talking about the ability, the opportunity to five times a day either lose someone and we lose them for 15 minutes mm. or we can, col- we can collect what they are, are understanding. We can mm. understand what they're learning um, and we can put it into 75,000 hours of active ongoing development. Mm. That's a phenomenal thing. I mean, it's, it's a revolution. Uh, thank you, Degreed, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the opportunity that I yeah. think I may have glimpsed way back when, when I first heard them pitch. Yeah. Um, and this is what you have seen. I'd like to go into the the conversation, the initial conversation around Degreed and using the platform. Mm-hmm. How did you convince people who often are in, in, the, in respect to the financial services industry, often very staid and very uh, difficult to push around or maneuver and, and, and not push around, that's probably the wrong <laughs> word, but, but push into new new initiatives. How did, how did that happen? Well, First of all, I got to actually say it was less about us, but it was actually the foresight of our CEO. Oh, really? Okay. Um, we came across the opportunity, and I think looking to see how we we evolutionize our business as a financial services provider, mm-hmm. and looking to see how we bring more value to our customers, this represented a great opportunity for us. And and I think we could have spent years trying to develop a platform like Degreed. And rather, we look to say, well, how do we strike a strategic partnership with them? And we brought them into to Africa on an exclusive basis throughout Africa. And this has given us the, the leverage, if I can call it, to really start connecting with, with our customers and helping to develop our customers. Okay, so we had a CEO that was, that was really driving it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, CEO. <laughs> um, the, then he often what happens in organizations and i've certainly seen it because of my background a little bit you have a ceo that has a vision to translate that into action is sometimes quite difficult how did how did that can can we talk about those steps how did you become involved Je- jessica we've known each other for a while you yeah. didn't start in this role no uh, not uh, at all <laughs> how did uh, how did you get to this point um so my initial relationship with Alexander Forbes, I started at the bottom. I was just a pension fund administrator, but certainly not something I was particularly passionate about. And um, learning is something. I, I don't know if anyone can say <laughs> pension fund administration is, is an absolute passion. passion yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, learning is just ingrained in me, has been since I was a kid. And, and I, I decided I, I needed to do something and, and I invested my time in doing my degree at university um, through UNISA. Um, 
but focused on psychology and, and anthropology as mm. my majors. Um, but then, of course, the question is always, how is this ever going to be applicable in a financial services institution? And I, I really sort of leaned into my career to find ways and means to meet with the right people that eventually it could result in something. Okay, so um, very strategic. Yeah. I mean, very, yeah. There was a, there was it couldn't go to waste. It was yeah. a lot of money, sure. <laughs> um, which I paid for myself. So, um, yeah, it was about leveraging networks and connections in the business. Um, I went into training for a little bit. So I was actually in the L&D space for about two and a half years at Alexander Forbes um, and then moved into project management and then was approached by the Empower team to say, we know who you are. We know what you're passionate about. Come and join us. Um, and and that's sort of that's how I ended up there. So. Yeah, a little bit of the background. Um, was appointed as client success, and, and I think that's where my skill around psychology and anthropology comes in and mm. sort of plays a role is how do you begin to embed and change that mindset in the organization? How do you drive adoption? I think too many organizations have this idea that we drag and drop technology and we walk away, mm. and we can't do that anymore, um, especially in the South African context, especially when you're looking at um, organizations where, you know, digital literacy isn't even on the radar. We're still talking computer literacy. Uh, and, and we have to raise the consciousness in the organization around those kind of, of, of topics. And it's really around driving the, the education aspect. It's driving um, the communication. And, of course, it's driving adoption of the platform. And that takes a lot of, a lot of work. A lot of legwork. I, I like the idea of challenging different things. Uh, Ryan, please, we've got L&D uh, pr- professionals who are listening to this. Their ears are pricked. They're wondering, what in the world is this? I want you to challenge some of their thinking. Well, just, just three areas that, that you have seen that incorporating degree into L&D, uh, into this initiative, um, have changed the way that you think about learning and development and about developing people. Uh, what are those three things that that you uh, that just changed for you? So I, th- I think Jess highlighted the, f- the first point. Um, not thinking a piece of technology or system is going to solve my learning development challenges. Mm. Secondly, urge L and D individuals to actually understand their learners, get a f- true sense of how they learn, what they learn, and when they learn. Mm. And thirdly. To, to embrace what the organization is trying to achieve because often the training and facilitation that we drive within the organization and where the organization wishes to end up are completely misaligned. Mm. Yeah, tra- there must be business objectives. Really. It's tra- it's, again, training is backward-looking mm. where we've been. Therefore, we think that's what we need to do. But the workplace has changed. Don't think that the workplace is going to change. It already has changed. How, how do you balance it out, though? How do you uh, balance the the idea that and, and the Googles of the world have really uh, nailed some companies because then everyone expects their business to be like Google. And there's only one Google in the world, and that's that's Google. I mean, there are organizations that chase that kind of culture. But in how do we balance out this, this need or, or desire for employees to want ping pong tables and, and th- that can technically I guess be seen as some kind of learning and development or whatever the case is, downtime. How do you balance that with what we're describing here which is a, a real need to come together with business objectives. I'm just, I'm just interested in 
culture plus learning and development or turning learning and development into a culture, which is what you seem to have been able to do? So I think you've, you've just answered it there. It's, it's about understanding the culture of the organization, and every culture is different, and fitting learning and development into that culture. Um, you know, whether it be a ping pong table, whether it be uh, an alternative way of engaging, it's it's trying to find what works for the organisation and works for the individuals within the organisation. Going back to understanding the learner, what is it that they need, and trying to marry the two. Traditionally, there is also this this desire, this need to have recognised qualifications. Uh, how does degree play into that? How, how have you been able to deal with that question? Uh, when it comes to to this, I know Degreed are working on some things and mm. on their side, yeah. but uh, how do you motivate it from your end? So I think from our side, um, Degreed and our solution that we take into market isn't there to replace formal qualifications. Mm. They're looking to augment those formal qualifications. Yeah, focus them, perhaps. focus them as well as enhance them. Let's let's think about it. Someone coming out of uh, varsity with a postgrad, undergrad, gets to a job. But actually, when do they start learning? They learn on the job. Mm. So work is learning. And it's actually how do you accelerate that on-the-job learning? That is the skills that are enduring and the skills that's going to change you as individuals, Mm. not the qualification that you obtained. So we're not there saying we're going to replace, we're going to give you the next qualification. We're just going to say we're going to enhance that qualification that you had. We're going to teach you new skills. We're going to help you develop further. I think it's forward thinking. Uh, I can't, I've been in a number of different organizations in different capacities, often consulting position. You can, you get to see the organization from a different perspective. And uh, I just don't see very many people, very many organizations, certainly as large as Alexander Forbes, uh, being able to pull this in. I mean, it's, uh, this is, it's forward thinking. It feels like it's forward thinking. Uh, How do you feel about it? Oh, we're very excited. I, I, and I think the, the numbers in the organization speak for themselves. Uh, I think the whole organization is being pulled forward by this uh, technology, um, and we're beginning to see them enable themselves using it. It's, it's very exciting. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's phenomenal. For, for, for me, the biggest ambassadors of what we're trying to do is our mm. organization. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, since, since getting involved in the business, just seeing – the shift in, 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 in behavior, the shift in learning, the shift in culture that's happening within the organization really, I think, probably excites Jess and I more than anything else at this mm. point in time. Mm. Jessica, Ryan, thank you for being part of this conversation. Thank you for revealing a little bit. I know sometimes we, we try and hold things close to our chest. You have uh, revealed here today, and we're very grateful for that. Thank you for all the work that you're doing in the L&D space. Thank you for for being in a supportive role to all of us who are trying to learn and for leading the way, I think, because this is really a, 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 a big step forward, I think, in that space, and your leaders doing it. So thank you so very much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's all we have time for this week. We'll see you same time, same place uh, here on cliffcentral.com. If you missed any of our podcasts, go to cliffcentral.com forward slash future hyphen CEOs. You'll be able to see all of our conversations there. That includes conversations with entrepreneurs, with senior executives, with uh, influential individuals uh, like Jessica and Ryan here in studio with, with me today. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.